PKD Dietitian Podcast. Today, I am spilling the beans on the exact steps I take with clients when they are considering or starting ketogenic therapy for PKD. I'm going to get real honest about what plant-focused keto looks like and your steps to safely set up for success. Here's the thing. There is a lot of planning and prep involved. Plus, you have got to do it the right way, the kidney-friendly and the PKD-safe way. Before we go any further, I want to point out a few important things. First, I am sharing generalized information. It is not medical advice. And any changes to your diet should be discussed and reviewed with your doctor and dietitian. When I first started working on an outline for this episode, I went back and forth about the best way to walk you through what starting keto looks like for PKD, what to highlight that's important for you to know, how to spotlight ways to get set up, and also to help you identify why and when you might need to bring in an expert for support. Then I had a light bulb moment. Why not take you on an overview of the journey my private ketogenic therapy clients take. There is no better way to learn than to see how it's done in real time and real life. So I'm going to walk you through how I approach ketogenic therapy with clients, some specific goals that I have found work really well that I use with them, plus really good considerations around keto for you to explore. Let's take a look at the four phases I use when considering and starting ketogenic therapy. And by now, you guys know I love an organized flow and a step-by-step guide. The four phases that I use are planning, preparation, starting, and tracking. First up, let's look at planning. A lot of folks come to me for help because they are curious about keto and have heard it could help with PKD progression. Their big question is, how do I get started? And I bet you are even thinking the same thing. You get started with a plan. Lots of work goes into this, but an individualized plan is really where it all starts. Planning involves both mental and physical prep. You are laying the groundwork for safety and success. When I'm working with clients, we start with a keto overview. It really is a check-in about their understanding of keto and often some a little bit about education around it too. This is to ensure they have a solid understanding of what keto is and why ketogenic therapy is being practiced with PKD. If you haven't listened to episode 19 yet, please go have a listen. It is part one of this keto and PKD series. You'll get some of that education and a better understanding of ketogenic therapy, plus answers to common frequently asked questions. Once I am sure someone understands what keto is and grasps the why behind keto and PKD, we start to explore if it's a good and viable therapeutic option for them. This is a pretty in-depth assessment where we work to lay out everything we will be working on, working with, and need 
to include. The assessment entails getting into medical and background information and identifying what's important to factor in. This is what I look at and I want you to think about when it comes to potentially starting keto. A good assessment entails looking at your labs and trends. You absolutely need to know where you are and what's going on. Part of this is factoring in your kidney function and all other health components. Your kidney function absolutely impacts your nutrition targets. We also factor in any other diagnoses. For example, anemia or thyroid issues or imbalances, perhaps a history of kidney stones. Everything needs to be part of the plan. You can't focus solely on the kidneys and ignore the rest of the body. Factoring all these in shows us if you need additional support in certain areas. It lets us plan for vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and dietary components that might need a little more attention or to be up-leveled for you. And really lets us tune those areas to focus on for health. Also in an assessment, we review medications. We take note of any meds that could impact keto or may potentially need to be monitored and changed. Just so you know, anything that you are taking that is for blood pressure or for blood sugar might need to be adjusted when you're following ketogenic therapy. And I find a lot of the folks I work with do need adjustments in their blood pressure meds. So part of the assessment is identifying the meds and what to pay attention to. And of course, goals, setting those specific markers that we want to see, what we want to stabilize, what we want to improve. And this goes back to both labs and lifestyle. From there, we define nutritional needs. Factored in is, do you want to gain weight? Do you want to lose weight? Are you happy, stable? Are you an athlete? Anything that could potentially change your nutritional needs. We also explore likes and dislikes, current eating patterns. You really have to start where you are at and build off of that. Otherwise, if you do radical changes, it really doesn't stick. What does that look like for you? And I want you to think about that. We also pregame any potential obstacles and barriers so that we can get ahead of them. Some of the stuff that we look at is do they have access to a lot of the food that they're going to need following ketogenic therapy? Are there any time constraints that we need to factor in in their plan? What are their family commitments? Are there other people eating the meals? Are there, are you going to consider making two meals? What's going on there? And of course, food fear. I find that there is a lot of fear about food being good or bad with PKD, but also fear of fat. We work through identifying any of those potential obstacles and barriers. What we also look at is any counterindications. And these are reasons someone should not and cannot do keto. 
Now, I'm not going to review the absolute no's. Those are generally metabolic errors or deficiencies. What I do want to touch on is my red flags. Those things that say, hey, you got to stop right here and either address or discuss this. Red flags mean that either ketogenic therapy would not benefit you at this time or it's not for you. I find it's because other areas of diet need to or health need to be worked on and some fine tuning needs to be done before starting. Let me give you a couple examples. If you have serious gut issues, those need to be addressed before starting ketogenic therapy. You will be miserable if you don't address them first. Also, I have found that if there's huge thyroid imbalances, that needs to be addressed before successfully starting ketogenic therapy. Another red flag is if someone has difficulty maintaining weight. It's not a no, but absolutely requires additional work and planning. If you don't tolerate fat well or have trouble with fat, that is a red flag too that needs to be worked through. Ketogenic therapy is a higher fat diet. Those are not necessarily compatible. Anyone that has type 1 diabetes is a red flag because you definitely need some additional work there. Recurring kidney stones are also something that needs to work on prior to starting. Looking at behavior change, if someone is not ready or willing to put in the work, because it does require work, if they say, just give me a meal plan and be done with it, that for me is a red flag, that they're not invested in therapy. So there you have it, some of my counterindications, and I want you to think, are any of those me? Are any of those red flags something that I would like to explore further about why, or maybe keto is not for me? All of this assessment factors in when it comes to setting up a nutritionally balanced, individualized ketogenic plan. And remember, you always have to consider the kidneys. I highly recommend that you do this with a trained professional. As you can see, there's a lot to discuss and some heavy lifting. A trained professional who both understands the kidneys nutrition, and keto can help safely walk you through this. Next up in our planning phase is to set up macros. Now remember, macros just are nutrients that we consume in larger macro amounts, and they provide calories and energy. So the three macros are protein, fat, and carbs. Before starting ketogenic therapy for PKD, macronutrient goals need to be tailored just for you. That in-depth assessment we just did an overview on helps me do this for my clients. The question now is, how much do you have or do for each macro goal? And how do you even figure that out? Do me a favor, and this is if you aren't driving and able to do so. Close your eyes and imagine a pie chart circle. That whole circle equals your total estimated calorie needs, your energy needs. And imagine inside that pie graph, there are three wedge sections. Each one of those wedges is a macronutrient. So you have protein, fat, and carbs. 
protein and carbs are smaller wedges and fat takes up a much bigger slice of that circle. This is keto and the size of the wedge represents the percentage of calories that that specific nutrient contributes to your diet. Okay, you can now open your eyes again. Hopefully you were able to visualize how each macronutrient provides a specific percentage of calories towards your total goal. This, my friends, is how we figure out what your individual macronutrient goals are. If someone tells you one size fits all for ketogenic therapy, like eating less than 20 or 50 carbs a day, that is total rubbish. Now I want to give you the general ranges that I have found work well for plant-focused and kidney-friendly keto. When figuring out macronutrient goals, always start with protein. In general, 10 to 15% of your total calories should come from protein. Of course, this is individualized based on your kidney function. And remember, keto isn't supposed to be high protein. It is a high fat diet therapy. And if you are following a high protein keto, you are absolutely doing it wrong for the kidneys. Next, I look at carbohydrates. And the general range for carbohydrates is 10 to 15% of your total calories. The carbohydrates are different for everybody. Some of the things that factor in is exercise level, if you are female, if you're going through menopause. These are just some of the examples that can change your carbohydrate amount. The goal for carbohydrate isn't how low can you go? The goal is having them at the right level to switch you over into making ketones and to get into ketosis. And this is achieved by using net carbs. Last, but definitely not least, you want to factor in what your nutrient goal is for fat. The range is 65 to 75% of your total calories. So there you have it, the general ranges for protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And there is a range because this amount is different for every single person. Figuring out these macronutrients is where you start. It doesn't stay the same over time. It's not static. Often, these goals will change. Now, briefly, I mentioned something called net carbs. If you have no clue what that is, that's absolutely okay. Net carbs is where we take out, we subtract out fiber from total carbohydrates. You don't digest fiber, therefore it doesn't contribute to your blood sugar. By using net carbs, you ensure that you have balanced and nutritional diet. The plant-focused keto then is packed with veggies and fiber and nutrients and anti-inflammatory properties. And that, folks, wraps up your planning phase. As you can see, it's a little bit of a powerhouse of a step to get everything figured out and set up. And what I find with this planning phase and working through it is that my clients come to 
one of three conclusions. One is they jump right into ketogenic therapy. Two, they take it a little slower, perhaps one meal at a time. And note that neither of these is better than the other. It's all about what works. And three, we decide that it's either not for them or not for them at this time. And I hope that sharing this helped walk you through that too. The second phase of ketogenic therapy and PKD is prep. These are the steps you need to do to get set up and to start. First up, pick a day to start. It is really nice to have that line drawn in the sand so that you have time to prepare and get everything set up. Next, what I like to do is go over all the foods that someone can and should include in their diet. I find that we're really putting a lot of foods back on the plate. Often foods that folks have heard, this is not good, or that's too high in carbs, or, well, you get the idea. And if you want to see an example of a starter grocery guides of food to include, head to the pkddietitian.com forward slash grocery guide, and you can download an example of some good foods to include. Not everything is on that list, but it will absolutely give you a great idea of what you would be working with. From there, you want to do a pantry prep. So to stock your pantry with the shelf-stable items that you need, that you like, and of course, going back to that grocery guide and getting things in place that you are going to use and potentially removing stuff that is going to call your name and tempt you to eat either crap carbs or stuff that's not in line with what you're trying to do. I like to have folks pay attention to what they're eating that is higher in carbs. And we take note of that and work on finding subs for them or reducing that intake. This is essentially a lot of the times cutting out crap carbs. Those are the processed carbs, the refined sugars, the white carbs, and then junk. And honestly, this step is good for everybody. From there, we like to brainstorm some meal ideas. And if someone is cooking for a family, we also find variations that are easy to include for the family. And those might not be ketogenic friendly, but doing it in a way that there's the two options. And the next part is super fun. I have folks try out a few recipes or meals. This really helps with mindset. A lot of times uh, people that I'm working with are like, wow, that was really good. Or I can do this. Or that wasn't so hard. It really helps to try what you're going to be doing, what that looks like, and give you a boost of confidence in it. From there, we decide if and how they are going to test and monitor ketones. Gold standard for monitoring ketones is a ketone meter. And this involves a little finger prick and measuring ketones in the blood. I'm going to loop back to measuring ketones in a few minutes. If someone is going to be doing this, I have them get their equipment and start to become familiar with it. I also, during the second phase of prep, have someone decide if they're going to track their intake to look at how they are doing, what they have coming in, how they're doing hitting their macronutrient goals. It really helps during the initial part of starting, by the way. 
if they are going to be tracking, I have them pick a program. My favorite is Chronometer. I have folks play around with it, get to know it. They get to enter their specific details. So really prepping in order when they go live. The third phase is you get to get started. In my experience, this is where most people want to fast track to. And believe me, the planning and the prep prior to starting are invaluable. I find that jumping right in is really successful and even generates way more stress and issues down the road. 100% work with a healthcare professional, hopefully a dietitian who understands the kidneys and keto. And yes, I know there are a limited few, but they are out there and you can get help with all your planning and all your prep. So now you get to prep your food and your meals. If that is how you like to roll, that's generally how I like to roll. So it's how I teach people when they're first starting out, but that's flexible. I find that it helps to pick a specific day and time. So have an intentional time commitment for that prep. Some people even put it on their calendar. So now you are prepped. You have all of your stuff in place. You got your pantry set up and you have a day to start. It is ready, set, go time. In the first week of practicing ketogenic therapy, I generally have people monitor their blood pressure. I have them monitor their blood sugar, if that is something that we built out in their plan. I do have them start testing for ketones. And we ensure that they have up-leveled their hydration and electrolytes to prevent something called the keto flu. After that first week, and even during that first week, they're transitioning into ketosis and they start learning their sweet spot. That is their best plant-focused keto lifestyle. And sometimes it takes a little bit of adjustment. During that first four to six weeks, there's lots of learning by doing. Learning what works and what doesn't. I find that having help with recipes and meal planning goes a long way during this period. It lets people focus on the food, how they are feeling, and the transition. I will often give clients personalized meal plans during the first four weeks. The focus for people is eating the foods they love and, of course, trying some new ones. After that first four weeks, then I will work with people on putting meal plans together. This process helps them learn through and by doing. And the fourth and final phase of getting started with keto for PKD is to track trend and also check in. This actually really happens from when you start. And it's asking the question, how are you going to look at how you are doing and check your progress? So back to chronometer. A lot of folks will track in chronometer and they'll learn by doing. They can portion out their food and see if it fits into their keto goals. They can play around. And I personally love as a dietitian looking at this information. It helps me up level their diet, see if there's any gaps and see where we need to pivot and adapt to have them feeling and doing their best. Another part of tracking is tracking their ketones. And I find that tracking ketones is really important because you are doing a therapy. You're making changes and ketones help you measure the outcomes. So when it comes to testing ketones, some folks do it and some don't. 
but it gives you real answers to the question, am I in ketosis? What level am I in? And do I need to make adjustments? I recommend if you're going to track to use a blood ketone meter, that is the golden standard. I do find it super helpful, especially during the first 90 days. Ketogenic therapy for sure can be done without it though. I want to give you a basic guide for measuring ketones when you first start ketogenic therapy. And these are just the numbers and goals that I have found are beneficial. The goal is ketones of one to two and up to three. Now remember, if you are greater than or equal to 0.5 millimoles a liter, you are in nutritional ketosis. This goal, just so you know, does change. But also part of this fourth phase is checking in. And this is important because how you are feeling and how you are doing is not just about numbers, even though those are important. Also include in your check-in when you're starting, ask yourself these questions. It's what I ask or look for when I'm working with folks. How do you feel? Are you hungry? Are you full? Are you experiencing better sleep? Less pain? What have you found that you like or maybe that you don't like? Anything that works or doesn't? Any changes in GI patterns or any other body processes? And of course, with these check-ins, if some of the answers are not what you want, that means you might need to pivot or make some changes, and that's absolutely fine. So there you have it. A really solid overview of what to consider before starting ketogenic therapy and how to approach keto in a kidney-friendly way. In summary, the four different phases to success for you are planning, preparation, actually starting, and then tracking, trending, and checking in while you're doing it. Last but not least, 100% get professional support when considering or starting ketogenic therapy. This, folks, really is the magic sauce. And if you are interested in learning more about working together on your plant-focused ketogenic diet therapy, I do work with folks in a one-to-one 90-day program. Reach out to me and we can explore working together. I'll drop that information in the show notes. Thanks to PKDU for their support of the PKD Dietitian Podcast and for helping to promote and connect PKDers like yourself with all your options to slow PKD and also to end it once and for all in your family tree. Head to pkdu.org, that is pkdo.org, to learn more and connect with the PKDU Foundation. And until next time, happy eating.